0: Hello world and welcome to the program! This is Alex and the new episode of Ukrainian Unleashed, a podcast where you'll get along with Ukrainians and also observe how the global scenery impacts Ukrainian society in these exciting times. We speak about events, trends, individuals and lifestyles of modern Ukrainians. So let's jump right in! When running for president, Volodymyr Zelensky relied not on traditional media, but social networks. Having won the election with their help, the former actor has become a serious politician who increasingly prefers the traditional media channels of information dissemination, like TV, press and websites over social media channels. But the online media space is not empty. However, now it's occupied by very ambiguous characters. Over the last year, the information space in Ukraine has changed. Heated discussions are gradually moving from Facebook to Telegram. The official media legalized them all and give them meaning and weight. Today, the most popular Telegram channels in Ukraine accumulate an audience of nearly 200-300 thousand people. But is it worth worrying about? And do we live in a new political reality? Let's check it out. Telegram, or Telega, as it's informally called in Ukraine, is the brainchild of Russian developer Pavel Durov, who is also the founder of the social network Vkontakte. In the former Soviet Union republics, Telegram is becoming a prominent internet platform focused on politics. After the parliamentary elections in Ukraine in 2019, many anonymous channels appeared there, publishing, for example, insights from the office of the president and from within the presidential party, the servant of the people. However, one of the anti-Maidan's Ukrainian bloggers, Anatoly Shari, who left Ukraine in 2012 and was granted political asylum in the EU managed to convert virtual subscribers into a real electoral resource. In early June 2019, Shari registered a party which in the parliamentary elections in 2019 gathered the votes of almost 330,000 voters, showing a result of almost 2.5%. Later, after the 2020 local elections, fractions of the Shari party became present in some local councils in Ukraine, including Odessa. Anton Pavlushko, an expert at InformNapalm, says that the tendency of using such resources for political purposes came to Ukraine from Russia. So the entire networks of anonymous channels began to work in the Ukrainian direction which in one way or another influenced Ukrainian news and politics, he explains. Anonymity allows you to throw in any unverified information, mixing lies, truth and half-truth or serve as a tool for pressure. For example, one of the Ukrainian Telegram channels published mobile numbers of deputies and journalists. Telegram can be a highlight for political projects, but can't be self-sufficient. Its legalization occurs only when Telegram channels are co by traditional media, says Maxim Savanevsky, managing partner of the Plus One communication group. Of course, young people are usually the first to enter new social networks. However, historically, it has somehow happened that both political and business globally turn a blind eye to the young audience. Except perhaps for some local brands that target the youth audience. Now the main manipulators and virus makers in Ukraine find it very difficult to perceive Facebook as such and Telegram for them is something very incomprehensible. So, until they understand what TikTok is, you can imagine that it will be at least another three years before the next presidential term. Aksana Moroz, a researcher on social networks and the founder of the Information Hygiene Initiative How Not to Become a Vegetable, states that manipulators move to new social networks when they understand how it works and have all the necessary tools to create artificial popularity to ensure that a proper image is created. Simply going to TikTok without a strategy and setting up an account is risky for them. Therefore, until they learn to moderate these social networks, they will not dare to invade them seriously and for a long time. For example, you might recall that Facebook in Ukraine became popular only in 2014 after the Revolution of Dignity. But in fact, Ukrainian politicians began to understand it and use it for their purposes only in 2019. That means five years have passed since the technology developed on Facebook. According to a study by the communication group Plus One published in late January 2021, the Ukrainian audience of Facebook has grown by one million people over the past six months and now stands at 16 million users, or almost half of the country's population. Wow, that's impressive. Besides, according to a study by the Democratic Initiatives Foundation, conducted in August 2020, social networks rank second in the list of sources from which Ukrainians receive information about the social and political life in Ukraine and the world. They are second only to television, but ahead of the online media. And Facebook is a network number one. 58% of users learn news from it, but only 8.5% of respondents read Telegram channels for this purpose. But just recently, waterfalls of unjustified aggression and tsunamis of unmotivated negativity became an integral feature of political and public Facebook discussions in Ukraine. Today, many users are so tired of this that they try to limit their involvement in the social network. And if, during the Revolution of Dignity or at the beginning of the Russian aggression in Donbas, many users united in social networks to help each other, the 2019 presidential election clearly and deeply divided Facebook users, confronting supporters of Petro Poroshenko and Volodymyr Zelensky. Two years passed and the emotions did not cool down. On the contrary, new topics are boiling in the Ukrainian segment of Zuckerberg's offspring. Moreover, 2020, according to psychologists, added to its users anxiety and fear caused by the coronavirus pandemic. Also, the quarantine forced people to spend even more time on Facebook. Maxim Savanevsky is convinced that the current situation of extreme polarization of opinions in Zuckerberg's social network has been caused not only by changes in the algorithms of its work and the addition of new functions. The thing is, in the logic of the development of the Facebook in Ukraine, with the onset of major political upheavals in 2013-2014, this platform has become the center of the socio-political life of the country. In 2017, many users of Russian social networks, Kontakt and Onoklasniki, joined the Facebook, which was then banned in Ukraine. So, Oksana Moroz also notes that the Ukrainian Facebook segment reflects all the information noise in which the country lives. If the tone of the news is generally negative, it spills over into the social network, where you can quickly discuss everything. Oksana Moroz emphasizes that that's why Facebook has become a kind of punching bag. Besides, a person tends to focus on negative information. It is easier to perceive it for our brains. But at the same time, the Internet is full of positive information, like SpaceX has launched a rocket or a high-quality coronavirus vaccine has appeared. But it's easier to focus on something negative, right? And you? Do you rather prefer to focus on something positive or negative, hmm? So let's analyze how manipulative accounts work in Facebook. They need to cheat on Facebook algorithms and influence the formation of your info bulb. So for doing that, they most likely add bots to your friends and also place advertisements like support the army press like so that you subscribe to a certain public. Also they add bots to your friends. After all, you see part of what they interact with. Also, they pay for the posts of leaders of public opinion and the media to which you are subscribed. In addition, to create fake popularity, manipulators create involvement. Let's recall that a few years ago 200 or 300 likes under the post could provoke significant changes and make it highly visible. But today we will not be surprised by tens of thousands of likes under the post. The scale has grown. So it is necessary to create artificial popularity with the help of tens of thousands of accounts to wind up this counter. And for doing that, the manipulators most likely buy likes and reposts on special automated platforms with artificial accounts, and also create fake accounts and launch their management system. Such tools will ensure the popularity of any post in the shortest possible time. Unfortunately, in addition to the negativity produced by the users themselves, Facebook with its algorithms also can lock us in a certain circle of online communication. You know that Facebook monitors almost all the actions of its users. Both posts did you read? How long did you read it? Whose photos did you look at? And what did you write? What device did you come from? How did you change locations and so on? And this array is going more than one year. So the Facebook algorithms is fighting for our attention. The more content we see, the deeper the interaction will be, comments, distribution, likes, and the longer we will stay on the social network. So they can show us more advertising and Facebook would make more money. Therefore, here are three reliable tips for using Facebook in modern conditions. First of all, filter your entourage. Who our friends are, the pages and people we sign on, what we like, repost and comment on. It is from this content that Facebook chooses what to show to a certain person. But all this is created by you. So before you wonder where did this come from in my feed, think about who your friends are and analyze how you interacted with their posts. Also don't focus on popularity of the content. We live in information noise, and on Facebook it is especially strong. Therefore, we need consciously choose filters for ourselves based on what information is worth noting and what is not. Thirdly, learn to distinguish emotional traps. Another important trap is based on people's understanding of human psychology and people's misunderstanding of information hygiene. It accumulates in our emotional behavior and the way we react to different content. The story of the victim, conspiracy theories, a phrase that is taken out of context, controversial post which immediately causes opposed opinions, dissemination of a fictional or exaggerated fact on a problematic topic. So the best thing you can do in a situation where you see an emotional trap is to ignore it. Ignore and talk about something else. Information immunity is formed with critical thinking and self-education. These are the skills of analyzing information in context, without which it will simply be impossible for us to exist in information society. So train your emotional intelligence. This was Alex. Thank you for being here with me on Ukrainian Unleashed. Good luck, guys, and see you very soon. This was a new episode of Ukrainian Unleashed podcast. Thanks for being here with me. I also would love to thank Purple Planet for lovely musical compositions used in this episode. We did our best to extend our presence all over the web so you may find us everywhere, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, check our pages in social media with fresh updates. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram accounts are waiting for you. See you very soon, guys.